Welcome to a bad feeling. Are you serious? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Can you imagine if I sounded like that? God, I thought you were really serious. No, no, I just missed out on all my usual tricks this year. But jokes aside, welcome listeners to a bad feeling horror podcast. I'm your host, Gulia, and with me is my co-host, Marina Longdead. Say hello to the listeners, Marina. Hey, I'm thrilled to be here. Thrilled? Sheesh, relax, Marina. Save them for the after party. You're right. I got too excited. Well, listeners, the spooky season is winding down, but here at the studio, we keep things ghoulish all year long. Nice. Thank you. Now, I know Halloween was different this year. We hope you all found a safe way to celebrate. What did you get up to, Marina? Well, my initial plans were to get some base practice in down in that big mausoleum on 3rd. You know the one. But then these drunk kids crashed my party, so I spent the night scaring the shit out of them instead. Some kid named Brad might just have to cut his losses and throw out a pair of pants. Those stains were set. Well, serves them right. Anywho, I spent my night with my favorite coven. One of them shared a pretty good story. It's a cautionary tale that I think even non-witches will appreciate. So, kick back, relax, turn the cauldron off, and... Marina. Oh, right. It's Brittany, witch. Micah, there you are. It's about time. I'm sorry, Brittany, the line was ridiculous. Just gimme. <coughs> Ew, what is this? A, a non-fat latte with sugar-free vanilla. I asked for hazelnut. Oh, I'm sorry. I could have sworn you said... You're right. I, I was distracted. You can't be my assistant and get distracted, Micah. I'm a hot commodity. It's Britney Witch is a social media empire. I can't have distractions. I'm sorry. I was just replying to a few trolls. Brittany rolls her eyes and throws her drink in the trash. It splashes onto Micah's shoes. And? Brittany sits in front of her laptop and clicks on her ring light. She stares at herself in a mirror just behind the light. Just the usual, but... But? Well, there were a few threats from other witches. One claimed you stole their spells and threatened to hex you. A few others hopped on the bandwagon as well. Ugh. So much for being a welcoming community. Threatening to hex me out of jealousy? A community of love light. I bet one was that cunt with a limp. You mean Michelle? She's a veteran. Anyways. Brittany starts up the laptop. She begins typing her opening statement, a grand response to the allegations. I'll address it at the top. I won't let a few witch hazels ruin the session. Micah stands nervously behind the mirror, using it as a shield. He grabs hold of a black onyx necklace. 
He taps his fingers against the stone anxiously. <sighs> what? It's just, well, the threats. Some of them were very violent. You're not actually afraid of that, are you? I mean, oh, Micah. Micah stares innocently at Brittany, hanging on to her every word. She stands and walks behind the mirror. She holds out her arms. Micah's body tenses. She pulls him in for a hug. Micah is shocked at first. He relaxes and begins to hug Brittany back. She pulls away before he can fully embrace her. She stares at him with pity. How naive of you. You actually believe in magic. Micah's face drops. What do you mean? Micah, come on. This is a business. But you, you're a witch, a healer. You charge a hundred plus for a private session, and, and you don't even believe in what you do? I believe in love, the universe, and my hustle. Two minutes until Brittany's live new moon healing session. For those who paid, of course. No. No. Everything you said. I believed in you. And so do they. And the comments? Are they true? Brittany doesn't respond. She powders her nose in the mirror. Micah clicks off the ring light. No, this is wrong. You stole their magic. How can I steal something that isn't real? You profited off their work. Please, it's not my fault that I'm a better businesswoman than they are. Brittany clicks the ring light back on. Micah glares at her. What? I didn't hear you complaining when you got that Christmas bonus from our Krampus party. How dare you stand there and judge me in the Gucci shoes my business bought for you? Now, go get me the correct coffee order and some dinner while you're at it. Or kiss the Gucci goodbye. Micah stares defiantly at Brittany. He hates her. His eyes well with tears and fury. A teardrop falls and lands on his shoe. He stares at it and watches as a tear rolls down the side of his Gucci loafer effortlessly. He wipes his face. Fine. I'll, I'll get tired. Micah leans on the outside of the front door. He stares at his shoes. Disgust wells within him. The onyx stone on his necklace reflects the hallway light. He rips it from his neck. Back inside... Brittany yearns in the mirror, prepping for the session. A light ding centers her. It's showtime. Brittany transforms. She smiles wide and hits the start button. Hello. Welcome, welcome, one and all, to this month's new moon healing ceremony. This is your home, your sacred space. Here you will release all of that negativity and pain from last month and welcome in the moon's positivity for the upcoming month. Before we begin, I just want to say thank you for joining us. Wow, 5,000 plus. Do you see our community? How we show up for each other? You are not alone. Speaking of community, I am saddened to hear that there are some within the community spreading lies and hate about me. I assure you all if the accusations are false. 
I work hard to create my magic and take great joy in sharing it with you and helping you find yours. To those making accusations, I encourage you to reach out to me directly for a dialogue. I'm happy to sit down to speak and heal with you, my sisters. Brittany smiles and takes in the comments and likes filling her screen. She notices one comment from an anonymous user using a bluebird as an icon. You'll pay. It reads. Her smile widens as hundreds of her followers begin to attack the user and defend Brittany. She is triumphant in her mind. Take that, witch bitch. Now, let's begin. Brittany lays out an ornate altar cloth. She places several crystals around an abalone shell. She takes a bundle of sage and lights it. Smoke fills the air. Now remember, if you don't have sage, that's okay. The sage I am burning is for all of us. Imagine the smoke on your screens, filling your body and cleansing it all away. She sways her arms dramatically to spread the smoke. She holds up a Tibetan singing bowl, as if offering the gods water. Close your eyes. Clear your minds. Brittany reaches down and pulls out a rolled piece of stationery tied with a string. She slides the string off and spreads the paper on the altar cloth, revealing a spell. A brief look of panic flashes on her face. Shit. She recovers and smiles. She tears a part of the stationery stamped with a bluebird. She crumbles it, then pauses. Be smart, Brittany. Brittany sets a piece of crumbled paper next to the burning sage. It slowly withers in the heat. One new official witch tip. Burn the corner piece of your spell to further solidify your intention. She smiles coyly. Genius. <sighs> Brittany takes a long, deep breath and closes her eyes. She soaks in her glory and quick thinking. Let's fucking do this. She opens her eyes and lifts her hands to the sky in a stretch. She adjusts herself in her seat. Okay, are you ready? Thumbs up emojis flood the screen. Then let's begin. <clears throat> we call on the energies of the new moon in Grand Leo. We call on courage and strength. Cleanse our souls, our minds, and our hearts of all darkness within ourselves. May loquentia mendacium yuri. May liars... Wait. The smoke from the sage flows out of the room as if being sucked out by a vacuum. The lights in the room begin to flicker. What's happening? The entire room begins to shake as a ghastly scream fills the room. The light shuts off and Brittany's screams sink with the other. The video keeps recording. <coughs> Comments trickle in. Some are worried. Others call bullshit as the lights click back on. Brittany sits in her chair, covered in sweat, tears, and fear. Her mascara runs down her face. She remains silent, breathing heavily. Her hands are raised in front of her. In her right hand, a knife. 
She turns slowly towards the screen. She stares at herself. On her head in ash is a fresh sigil. She looks around. Hello? What? What is that? She leans towards the camera for a closer look at the mark. She tries to wipe the mark off with her left hand. Her hand doesn't move. Wait, what? Why can't I move my hands or... Friends, I, I don't know. I have to go. She rocks back, trying to move her forearms and hands. Come on. Move. Close the laptop. <laughs> it's as though something, someone, is holding her there. Brittany trembles. It's then that she notices the knife. Who says that? Her left hand lowers and sits on the table. Did I... Was that me? The right hand clutches the knife. She stares at it. It begins to lower, as though to set the knife down. <sighs> okay, okay. Liar! Instead of setting the knife down, it begins cutting into Brittany's left pinky. It saws into it, back and forth. Blood flows and flesh rips as Brittany screams. Comments pour in. Is this real? Fake. She deserves this. I, I... She rocks back and forth in shock. She stares at the screen and watches the comments generate. Help. What is this? Torture porn? This is all fake. <laughs> Brittany stares at the knife. Her right hand wipes the blade on her forearm, taunting her. <laughs> what are you? Ah! She jumps up and tries to run away. Both hands clutch the table. She pulls and pulls, trying to free herself. Blood from her fingers drips. Her left hand clutches the table as her right hand lifts the knife high. It brings it down with fury, stabbing Brittany's leg. <laughs> Brittany drops to the floor. Her right hand rips the knife out and stabs the other leg. <laughs> Why? What? Fire. Fuck you. Brittany tries to drag herself towards the door. She leaves a trail of blood. Door, come on, bitch, get to the door. Her right hand stabs the floorboard, stopping her. No! Her left hand grabs hold of the knife. Together, the hands pull Brittany back. No, no, please, please. The live stream is still recording. Please, please, someone help me. Why won't anyone help me? The comments roll in. Okay, this is too much. I'm out. Since when is this a fiction show? I paid for this? No, someone! Micah! Who is that? Show yourself, you bitch! Brittany's hands and forearms slam onto the altar. 
Brittany tries to pull away, to no avail. Please, let me go! Thief! Brittany scans the comments. Do you need help? Yes, yes, please, I live it! You don't deserve help. What? No, no, please! Thief. Liar. Liars. Burn. Liars. Brittany trembles. Tears roll down her face. She looks around the room, searching. Who are you? The comments stop. Her right hand lays the knife on the altar. It dips its index finger into the blood, still dripping from Brittany's left pinky stub. It pokes the wound in the process. It uses the blood to paint the outline of a bird on the altar. The same bird from the stamp on the spell. You? No, this isn't real. Magic isn't real. No! Brittany's right hand begins carving sigils on her forearms. Ah! Please! Please don't! Smoke slowly leaks out of the wound. Outside the apartment. Micah races down the empty hall. He bangs on Brittany's door. Brittany! Inside, Brittany's arms begin to heat up. I'm sorry! Is that what you want to hear? I'm sorry! Her right hand raises the knife to her throat. Say it! Say what? Her hand applies pressure to the knife cutting her. Blood drips. No, I'm sorry! I I did it. I stole the spells. I stole the workshops. I'm a liar. And? And? Brittany closes her eyes. Liars burn. Her hand drops the knife. Brittany falls to the floor. She catches herself before her face hits. Wait. My hands. They're mine again. She holds her arms up, clenching and unclenching her fists. Micah calls to her from beyond the door. Brittany, are you in there? Micah? Micah, hold on. Brittany pulls herself up using the altar. Uh, uh, uh. She stares at herself on the live stream. She closes the laptop. <laughs> Micah, I'm coming. Brittany clutches her left hand. She shuffles towards the door. Each step is agony as blood continues to soak through her pants. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Brittany stops dead in her tracks. She turns back to the altar. She stares then shuffles back to the altar. She opens the laptop. <coughs> Liars. Burn. Liars. Burn. <laughs> Liars burn. 
Smoke bleeds from Brittany's forearms. It floods the room. No! Brittany starts to burn. <laughs> Brittany! Micah grabs a fire extinguisher and breaks the doorknob. Brittany, where are you? <coughs> Micah makes his way through the smoke. Uh, uh. Brittany? Brittany lays burning. The flesh melts off of her from the heat. She reaches her arm out for him. He takes a step towards her, then stops. He stares into her eyes. Do you believe in magic now? Micah backs out of the room. Micah stares out of his window and sips a fresh cup of coffee. What a beautiful day. That's showtime. Micah readies himself. He smiles, giddy with excitement. It's been six months since the fire. 15,000 followers are ready. They love me. He opens the laptop checks his reflection, and goes live. Hello, my lovelies. Welcome to the Lunar Eclipse Self-Love Workshop. We're dedicating this workshop to our dearly departed sister, Brittany, who buckled under the pressure of society and took her own life. Micah chokes back fake tears. I'm sorry. As you all know, she was my mentor, and I was her closest confidant, and I, I miss her every day. So anyways, thank you so much to my VIPs. Your special gift is arriving in the mail soon. Micah holds up a crystal, or a piece of glass shaped like a crystal. He retracts it quickly. He calmly peels off a Made in China sticker. Sorry about that. I saw a flake of dust. Anyways, those rose quartz crystals are on the way. Micah sets the crystal down and lights a candle. He shakes out his arms to limber up. His new gold chain and honest necklace jingles. Okay, let's begin. Liar. <laughs> Talk about liar, liar, pants on fire, am I right? <laughs> I always knew those witch bitches were crazy. Maybe that's why I've always respected them. Well, the legit ones, anyway. You know, that makes me think of another story I heard once while haunting at a house show. Some girl saw this creepy livestream on IG from someone called Hashtag Instaspooky. So, are you feeling more whiskey or rum tonight? My dad just went shopping, so we're guaranteed to be fully stocked. What? Uh, hello. It's Friday. I played dumb while my best friend Gemma waited for the obvious to click into my head. Friday night, movie night. It had been a standing tradition since ninth grade. We never missed a night unless it was an extreme circumstance, aka unless Gemma was grounded. Oh shit. Yeah, about that. No fucking way. There's no way you're grounded. 
Uh, yeah, I got a C on that last physics test. Now my dad thinks I'm distracted or something. He won't say grounded, but he won't let me out either. Sorry, Jem. I gave the most sincere look I could muster. She squinted at me, then rolled her eyes, accepting it. I try not to show my relief. Hey there, gorgeous. I could feel my body tense as Jonah stepped up to Gemma and wrapped his arms around her from behind. He whispered something in her ear and she chuckled. I pretended not to notice until he looked up and smiled at me. Hey, Delilah. Hey. No, no. Don't talk to her. She's ditching me for her textbooks tonight. Looks like you'll have to take her place, stud. Oh, uh... I'm sorry, babe. I, I can't tonight. Harris got dumped yesterday, and he, uh... Needs some guy time. I promised I'd hang with him tonight. Seriously? You people suck. Jonah and I glanced at each other. A quick flash of panic flowed through me. He gave me a quick reassuring look, then turned his attention back to Gemma. She never noticed when we did that. Or maybe she did, and just never mentioned it. I always imagined that must have been what it was like to be her. The type of confident that doesn't really think anything of the fact that her best friend is in love with her boyfriend, because she knows at the end of the day a thing like that would never become a real threat. Thinking back, I wish that had been the truth. Your hit music channel. Only the best music. How long can we honestly keep this up? You ask me that every time, Dee. And every time, I never get an actual response from you. I mean, what kind of relationship is this? It's not. That's the point. That stung. I could see his face shift, realizing how harsh it came out. We've talked about this, Dee. Do you really think we could just ride off into the sunset if Gemma were out of the picture? <laughs> you and I both know she'd kill us before she'd let that happen. This is as far as we can go, so just enjoy it. Please. Did you hear that? What? I don't know. It's getting late. We should head back. <sighs> when Monday came, so did a mysterious hushed chatter among the senior class. It was third period and I hadn't seen Gemma yet. We didn't have those classes together, so I didn't think anything of it at first. But by the time lunch rolled around, I started to get worried. I made my way to our usual picnic spot in the quad and waited. I can't believe you actually have the audacity to sit here. I turned around to see her standing behind me, with her eyes glaring at me and her fists clenched. Out of the corner of my eye, I could see a small crowd beginning to form around the outer perimeter of our eating space. What are you talking about? Are you seriously going to play dumb? Are you that pathetic? Everyone has seen the video you were tagged in. What video? Jim, you know I don't carry my phone during school hours. Just tell me what's going on. She studied my face, searching for a lie, then pulled back, amazed. Holy shit. You really don't know. The angle was a close-up shot just outside of a car with two teens inside making out. I stared at myself, straddling Jonah in the back seat, passionately kissing him. 
Just as his hands burrowed themselves beneath my shirt, a raspy voice from an unknown spectator laughs and says, Gotcha. The video ended abruptly, and I felt all of the air leave my lungs. From this point on, you're both dead to me. She left me there, frozen in shock. A small crowd that had formed dispersed, disappointed by the lack of a cat fight. What the fuck, Jonah? So, you've seen the video? Yes, I've seen it! Rejecting me wasn't enough? Did you think it'd be funnier to have one of your friends record us and publicly oust me to the entire school? First of all, that's ridiculous. Second of all, did you forget that I was also in the video? I got dumped in front of half the team. I don't think that's funny. Well, if you didn't do it, who did? I don't know. But if I'm being honest, I don't care. Everything is over. Wait, what do you mean? I searched his eyes for a signal that what I was worried was coming was all a mistake. He put his head down and rubbed his temples. Look, I don't know what idea you got into your head about what all of this means, but I want to be clear with you. Everything is over. We are over. Don't talk to me about us or Gemma or anything again. I could feel the eyes of my peers on me as I stood, motionless. Eventually, I mustered the strength to run to the bathroom and hide. I quieted my crying, afraid that whoever it was would hear me. I could feel the presence of the person just beyond the door. But I couldn't see any feet standing on the other side. Hello? S someone's in here. I could feel the hair on my arms begin to prickle as the fear rose within me. I could hear that whoever it was saying something, but it was too faint for me to hear. I stood up and moved toward the door, cautiously. I... I can't hear you. I stepped up to the stall door, turning my ear toward the sound. Stop! Stop it! Leave me alone! Stop it! I didn't know who it was. I figured it could have been one of Gemma's groupies pranking me, but there was still some part of me that hadn't grasped the fact that she was no longer my best friend. My mind was refusing to register that any of the events leading up to that point were real, and because of that, I unknowingly fueled the fire. I spent the night backtracking the events of the day, starting with the video. It was posted by an account named hashtag InstaSpooky, the only content on the feed was the video of Jonah and I. There was no profile description, no picture, no clues. I tossed my phone aside, frustrated. I checked my screen in time to see that hashtag InstaSpooky was live. 
I quickly unlocked my phone and clicked the live icon. The video was dark, but not enough to obscure the outline of a front yard to a familiar-looking house. I knew I'd been there before, but it was hard to place through the dim light. The unseen host was moving through the yard toward a window off to the side. The blinds were open and the camera was able to capture the full interior of a bedroom. It was one I thought I knew, but in the moment, the details that would have helped me remember were obscured by darkness. A teenaged boy lay asleep, wrapped in his covers. The camera holds on him for a minute, then two, then three. Nothing was happening. But then, the door behind him slowly creaked open, and a shadowy figure stepped into the room. There was a glimmer in the darkness from a knife in the shadow's grasp. It crept up to him and raised the blade above his body. Then, it brought it down repeatedly on the boy, stabbing him until he stopped moving. Just as the figure pulls away, the flash from the unknown spectator's phone went off, illuminating the attacker. I gasped with the reveal, dropping my phone as I brought my hands to my mouth. <gasps> the figure looked identical to me. Blood splatter covered my lookalike's face. She squinted at the bright light, bringing her hand up to her eyes to block the glare. The raspy voice from before laughed and said that familiar line, Gotcha. And then the live feed ended. My stomach hollowed as I realized the familiar surroundings captured in the video. Jonah's house. Jonah's room. Jonah's body? Pick up, pick up, pick up. Hey, sorry, I can't talk right now. Leave your name and number. Damn it, Jonah. Come on, please. Hey, sorry, I can't <laughs> talk right now. A normal person might have called the police. A normal teenager would have told a parent. I couldn't fathom normal anymore. Even if it was a sick prank, I needed to know for sure that he was okay. Please, Jonah. Hey, sorry, I can't. Damn it! <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I soothed myself, wiping away my tears and breathing in air. I convinced myself that all might not be lost if I could just muster the strength to get out of the car and go to his window. I had to see for myself. I had to see. I moved quickly through the grass, careful not to set off the automatic porch lights. Gemma had tipped me off once when we snuck over one night when Jonah was grounded. How many times had I snuck here alone after that night? How many times had I walked the same path through the grass up to his window, guided by the soft glow of mood lighting he turned on for the occasion? I stopped in front of his window and closed my eyes, bracing myself for the worst. I took a deep breath and stepped into the planter below the frame. I leaned forward and looked in. I could see that the bed was disheveled. Blood-soaked covers were bunched up on the ground, but the body was gone. 
I looked up in time to see a figure turning the corner that led toward the backyard. A flash of rage went through me. This was a prank. I moved quickly toward the corner of the house, determined to catch the culprit. I turned and was met with a bright flash of light. <gasps> gotcha, bitch. Now that's one for the photo album. Gemma? What the fuck are you doing? Where's Jonah? <sighs> Who gives a shit where he is? He's not going anywhere. Wh what do you mean? Hello? He's dead. I know you saw the live stream. No. That's impossible. You're lying. This is some sick joke because you're mad at me. Well, you got me, okay? I'm sorry. I'm fucked up. I'm a terrible friend. And I'm getting what I deserve. Now will you please just tell me where he is? <laughs> You're right. You are getting exactly what you deserve. But if you think this is it, you're in for some bad news. <gasps> Something took hold of me then. An unseen force held me in place. I couldn't move. I couldn't blink. I could only watch as she stepped up to me and placed the bloody knife in my hand. She brought her hand up to my face and began to smear what I presumed to be Jonah's blood across my forehead and around my cheeks. Tears began to pour out of my drying eyes. <sighs> No, we don't want tears. You'll cry off all of my hard work. And besides, you'll have plenty of time for that later. I guess you're hoping for an explanation, right? Okay. I stared at her as she slowly waved her hand over her face. As she moved it, her appearance began to change. <gasps> when she pulled her hand down, it was like looking into a mirror. My face stared back at me with a wry smile. <laughs> Surprised? I thought you would be. But I bet you're wondering how it's possible, right? I made a deal with the devil. They're always around, searching for a vessel. That video was an offering to me. The truth in exchange for a soul. A sacrifice for a sacrifice. Jonah was my sacrifice. And your suffering is my prize. Help me, help me, please! She's gonna kill me! The force holding me back released me suddenly and I fell onto the ground. Gemma fell back too and began to crawl away from me, setting up the scene. The sound of her screams rang in my ears, making me nauseous. Something hard hit the back of my head, and my vision began to blur. The last thing I remember seeing was Gemma flashing a discreet smile at me as the world faded to black. I tried to explain everything to the police. My secret relationship with Jonah. Gemma's rage. They stopped listening when I told them about Gemma's shape-shifting deal with the devil. They brushed it off as a pathetic excuse to rid myself of blame for Jonah's murder. They never did find his body, though. 
I've been told if I release the location, I may get a deal. I wish I knew. I spent a lot of time thinking through the course of events and burning Gemma's last look into my mind. The wry smile she gave me, the type of smile someone with her level of confidence could wear, even while framing her best friend for her boyfriend's murder. The type of smile someone wears when they think they've won. Something I've come to realize, though, is that hers was a one-time deal. And the devil is always around, looking for a vessel. And I know my sacrifice, like the back of my hand. Well, hell hath no fury like a teen mean girl. What was high school like for you, Marina? Let me put it this way. If I could choose between being alive and in high school or continue being dead, I'd continue being dead. <laughs> oh, Marina. Anyways, I thought you had to be over 18 to make a deal with Luke. That slimy bastard. Hmm. Well, listeners... We hope you enjoyed our premiere episode. Come back next time for more scares and spooky tales. And remember, karma's a bitch. A Bad Feeling Horror Podcast is an original production by the writer Dyke Chicks, with music and sound design by Christopher Adrian. It's Britney Witch was written and directed by Deanna Marie Gomez. Hashtag InstaSpooky was written and directed by Mercedes K. Milner. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at a Bad Feeling Horror Podcast and ABF Horror Pod underscore official.